Welcome to the Life Success and Legacy Podcast. We're super excited. We are taking on a worthwhile endeavor at Life Success and Legacy. Our intention is to honor Nelson Nash, the man, as well as the infinite banking concept. We're going to create a series of resources, including podcasts and text, as a resource for others who want to truly understand with depth and clarity what Nelson shared in his book, Becoming Your Own Banker, as well as the many seminars and think tanks that we were fortunate to have attended during his life. So who is this intended audience? Well, we will use Nelson Nash's own words. It is written for the layman, not for financial advisors, but all life agents should be thoroughly knowledgeable of its content and practice. So whether you are an individual, part of a family, a business owner, or a life insurance agent, this is for you. So sit back, relax, and we will walk you through becoming your own banker step-by-step so you can reference the parts you want to revisit at your own pace. And we might have a little fun along the way. I'm Chris Bay, and I'm joined by Mike Everett, the founder of Life Success and Legacy. And as our intro uh, explains, we are taking Nelson Nash's book, Becoming Your Own Banker, and going through it step by step. Today, we are jumping into part one. Um, and we are in the fifth edition and we are on page 11. Part one is becoming your own banker. And from my perspective, the key concept of this part or this section is who has control of your money and is in control of providing for your needs. And I think as we break this out, you'll start to see that many of us um, give control of our money and the, the provision of our needs to other people. So Nelson starts this uh, section with a quote. He says, if some authoritative power distributed all the money in the world equally among all the people in the world, within 10 years time, 97% of all the money would be under the control of 3% of the people. And he goes on to say, you know, there's no way really probably to ever measure the validity of a statement and those things. And he even talks about, well, maybe we shift it and maybe it's only 75% of the money is under control of 25% of the people. But then he asks the question, why? If you believe that this is, is truly the case, why do you think this phenomenon happens? So Mike Everett, you've heard him talk about this and you've got your own you know, experience with listening to Nelson and, and describing this. Why do you think Nelson um, says it like that, explains or believes that this statement might actually be true? Well, good morning, Chris, and, and thanks, everybody, for joining us. Uh, yeah, I, I heard Nelson do this a number of times, and literally, um, if you just go right to the next paragraph, it says perhaps some of the answer lies in the fact that most people know next to nothing about the process of banking and its importance to their lives and their well-being. Um, I'll just tell you that, you know, obviously becoming your own banker is about control, it's about freedom, it's about flexibility. And what people don't understand is in their world, they are literally taught a certain way to handle their money. And when Nelson says that 
people know next to nothing about the process of banking. He's right, because really it's about the flow of money. And when you start to look at the flow of money, what direction is most of that money flowing? Mm -hmm. It's flowing Away from us. Yeah, it's flowing towards a banking uh, financial institution. It's flowing towards a credit card company. It's flowing towards a mortgage company, which really are all just giant banks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But for people to understand that, you've got to kind of get down in the weeds just a little bit. So that's why Nelson always said that banking is the most important business in the world. Yeah. So average America, just, you know, just picture uh, your average American out there and thinking about their finances. Can you give examples of where are we as average America giving away control of our money and really giving control of um, meeting our needs to someone else? Can you just give some examples? Well, <laughs> let's just do some basic ones. We've got our mortgages that's flowing away from us. We've got our mm. credit card debt that's flowing away from us. Car loans flowing away from us, student loans. But then let's get a little bit more basic when we're talking about where is some of our money flowing? Well, we're putting uh, a certain percentage into a savings account. We're putting a certain percentage into a 401k or an IRA or a mutual fund, a Roth IRA. So if you start to uh, tally up all of those percentages, the numbers, they just they would boggle your mind. But yet in every one of those instances, money is flowing away from us. And what we're doing is we're telling somebody else, oh, I'd like you to control this percentage for me. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm I think about all the young people that we have the opportunity to interact with. Um, and not even just young people, but but even, you know, established middle aged older folks. And one of the um, the areas that we see repeatedly is student loans. And I think yep. about young people coming straight out of college or even the, our, uh, our clients who are in the uh, medical care field, you know, and they come out of school with a quarter of a million dollars worth of student loans. Right off the bat, they're just shackled by that debt. I mean, it just takes control of them and and somebody else owns them, right? Well, you and I have talked to a number of our clients and um, the student loan debt is, is so depressing, but yet good, bad, or indifferent, people have bought into the fact that you've got to just be shackled, that's a great word, with this giant amount of student loan debt in order to uh, get by in life. But that is the awesome thing about the infinite banking concept. We're going to show them how to, to change that direction, the wind current, so to speak, of, of the dollars that are, that are presently going away from them, but then showing them how to get those dollars coming towards them. And, and 
what we know is you can create a banking system using a lot of different things. You could use your savings account or your 401k or, you know, a variety of things. Nelson even gives examples of using um, CDs in the book. Yep. But he landed on whole life insurance and specifically designed to leverage cash value. For the listener who may not know life insurance, why on this topic of control, why is the life insurance contract so important in the essence of becoming your own banker and who controls uh, the process or the money? Well, uh, it specifically states in the contract of a whole life insurance policy that the owner is in 100% control of those dollars. So uh, if, if, I'm, if I'm creating a system, how much control do I want? I want as much as possible. So that means that if I'm in control of the contract, that means I'm in control of the deposits and the quote unquote withdrawals. So that means that I get to control 100% of the flow of that money. And, and if you, not going too far down this road, but if you're in control of the banking function and you're making those payments to your own system, you get to control when and how you make those payments, which is unbelievably freeing. Oh, my goodness. And, you know, for some of the people that are listening right now, there is no way that they would be able to understand that unless they've read Nelson's book. But even more importantly, until they've actually experienced part of that flow that is presently, once again, going away from them, but then changing the direction of those payments to coming to them. And then on top of that, when you are actually controlling those payments that are coming to you, then we throw in the fact that those payments are able to be utilized again and again. Yeah, so that's, that's truly that's the part that, I that, love. That's truly uh, controlling your own pool of money in a in a very very uh, immediate way. Mike, you and I have gotten to take several trips uh, together and spend some time on the beach next to the ocean and uh, taking in all of God's creation and, and the beauty. Um, Nelson brings in a, an analogy. He, he makes an analogy between a pool of money and our oceans, our, our water cycle. Um, can you explain the connection that Nelson is making between the water cycle on the earth and money? Well, uh, water has to flow, and really, uh, it, it really all flows. It doesn't matter if it's flowing in a river, uh, a reservoir, an ocean, a stream. It's got to move. If not, it becomes stagnant. And uh, the way he utilizes this with money is somewhere along the way, this water has got to go through us. So it's going to come in, it's going to precipitate out in the form of rain, sleet, snow, and somewhere along the way it flows through you and me. Without water, we die. So the example that he uses is money's got to flow from a pool through our hands to meet some need. And somewhere in the process, it's got to end back up in a banking system. So 
the whole idea of water flowing and money flowing is a great correlation with the fact that how much of the banking function do we control? And truly, if we look at people's uh, banking needs and banking control, they're gonna find out that they don't control very much of the flow of that money because really what it ends up doing is it ends up back into somebody else's hands. And we wanna show people how you can actually create a system through dividend paying whole life insurance where you can create your own banking system and control 100% of your own needs. Absolutely. I go back to the key concept to me that I talked about at the very beginning and that is who has control of your money and, and providing for your needs. My favorite sentence in this section is the last paragraph, about midway through the last paragraph, <clears throat> Nelson says, this book is all about how to create your own banking system so that you can control 100% of your needs. You know, Man. I think about uh, the time period right now that we are recording this in, uh, in the middle of COVID and, and people sheltering in place and all that, and how important has it been to be in a position for us and our clients where we actually are controlling our own needs. It's huge. It's unbelievable. Well, uh, Linda and I were just sitting around last night and she looked right at me and she said, honey, I'm so thankful for what you do for a living and the freedom that we have had during this awful time in, in the crisis that our country is going through. Because truly, um, have we experienced some, some frustration and some uh, things that a lot of America has? Yeah. But in the great big picture, we really haven't missed a beat because we have been able to control the banking function in our lives. So we have controlled those dollars that are coming in and out of a system that we control. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, I want to go back to the dedication uh, kind of in, in summary of this, this opening section. Um, Nelson dedicated this book. Uh, to Mary, his wife. And um, he says, to Mary, my joy and inspiration. Mm. Mike, for um, those who may maybe never have the opportunity to meet Mary, um, would you give uh, just a quick explanation or from your perspective, share how you experienced, how you have experienced Mary over the years? Well, um, you know, obviously, uh, Nelson and Mary, I think, were married for uh, over 57 years, I believe it was. I know it's way over 50, but uh, Mary, uh, because of the relationship that she had with Nelson, and obviously, um, you know, the, uh, the good and the bad, the sickness and in health, there was a, uh, an unspoken trust that was created during Nelson and Mary's life together. And um, when you got to be with her when she was with Nelson, you could just see uh, not just this joy, but there was an admiration and respect that was truly what I call 
unspoken, mm-hmm. but yet you knew it was there, and um, it, it it was really a a joy to watch that, to be able to witness that, and to be around that, because that kind of uh, that kind of inspiration, you have to look at that and go, man, is that something that I personally can achieve in my relationship with my wife or be able to uh, project out to other people so they could understand, um, you know, the the true relationship that is possible um, when there's this trust and joy and uh, love given to each other. It's really, it was really about serving and, and Mary was a servant just like Nelson was a servant to us. Yeah. And I, you know, we all know they had hardships, which we'll touch on that um, in our next podcast, um, which actually the, the key concept of that next podcast is hardship often helps us to see things to which we are normal, are normally blind. Mm-hmm. So they clearly experienced hardships. And yet, I mean, any young couple, if you watch them, uh, even late, late in life together, you could see that admiration and um, how much they adored each other and respected yeah. each other. It was really, really um, sweet to see. Very, very, very inspiring. Yeah. Um, I'll close with this. Um, Nelson has a uh, verse uh, at the bottom of page 11 from Jeremiah 29, verse 11. He says, for I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. I think that's really captured in what Nelson provided for us in becoming your own banker. Um, thank you, listeners, for joining us. Mike Everett, thanks for being such a resource on this as we walk through Nelson's book, Become Your Own Banker. You we um, invite you all, if you don't have a copy, we have copies. You can get those at um, our uh, lifesuccessandlegacy.com website. We'd be happy to get you a, a copy of that. Um, please join us uh, again for our next podcast. We will continue through Nelson Nash's book. The next section will be how the infinite banking concept got started, and it is packed full of great stories and great information. We'll catch you next time.